10. From the first to the second apartment of the heavenly temple, he describes the wondrous scene, as God's living throne, with its wheels flaming with glory, moved into the most holy place of the heavenly sanctuary. For the closing work of Christ's ministry, I beheld till the thrones were cast down, placed, are the and the ancient of days did sit, whose garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head like the pure wool, his throne was like the fiery flame, and his wheels as burning fire, a fiery stream issued and came forth from before him, thousand thousands ministered unto him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him, the judgment was set, and the books were opened, Dan, 7 colon 9, 10, the scene, as the next verse shows, opens while still on earth the apostasy is exalting itself, but during the same time a solemn judgment work is going forward in heaven above, the finishing of which will give God's answer to the apostasy, and bring the second coming of Christ in glory to end the reign of sin, it is the cleansing of the sanctuary, the time when in reality and not in type every case registered in the sanctuary comes in final review before God, when that work closes, according to the type, whosoever is not found right with God will be cut off from having any part with his redeemed people, then the priestly ministry of Christ will close, and the destiny of every soul will be fixed for all eternity, to that time must apply the words spoken by Jesus, he that is unjust, let him be unjust still, and he that is righteous, let him be righteous still, and he that is holy, let him be holy still, and, behold, I come quickly, ref, 22 11, 12, but now the Savior, from his place of ministry on high, speaks to all the encouraging exhortation and assurance, he that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father, and before his angels, ref, 3 colon 5, to let men on earth know when this judgment work, the cleansing of the sanctuary, began in heaven, the prophetic period of 2300 years was given, it is of most solemn importance that we know when that period begins and ends. Illustration, A-R-D-A-X-E-R-X-E sending the Jews to a rebuild Jerusalem. B.C. 457, from the going forth of the commandment to a restore and to build Jerusalem unto the Messiah the prince shall be seven weeks, and three score and two weeks. Dan, 925. Illustration, N-E-H-E-M-I-A-H. The king's cupbearer, send me unto Judah, unto the city of my father's sepulchres, that I may build it. Me. 2.5. A great prophetic period the 2300 years of Daniel 8.14 the commission to the angel Gabriel was, make this man to understand the vision, Dan. 8.16. Therefore in the angel's explanation of the vision of Daniel 8, we must assuredly find the interpretation of the prophetic period of 2300 years, the close of which marks the opening of the judgment work in heaven, or the cleansing of the sanctuary. The 8th chapter closes, however, with no reference to the beginning of this period of time, a most important measuring line of prophecy, the angel had explained the symbols representing Medo-Persia, Grecia, and Rome, and had dwelt upon the anti-Christian work of the apostasy that was to develop, but he left the time of the prophetic period unexplained, save to say that it was true, and that it would be, for many days, far in the future, here the angel stopped, for Daniel fainted, in spirit the prophet had been gazing upon the warfare of the great apostasy against God's truth through the ages, and evidently it took all strength from him. Daniel closes the account of this vision with the words, I was astonished at the vision, but none understood it. Verse 27. Illustration, the 2300 days the heavy line represents the full 2300 year day period. 
the longest prophetic period in the Bible, beginning in B.C. 457 when the decree was given to restore and build Jerusalem as 7 11 26, then, 9 25, 7 weeks 49 years are measured off to indicate the time occupied in this work of restoration. These, however, are a part of the 69 weeks 483 years that were to reach to Messiah, the Anointed One. Christ was anointed in 27 AD at his baptism. Matt. 3:14-17, Acts 10:38. In the midst of the 70th week 31 AD Christ was crucified or cut off, which marked the time when the sacrifices and oblations of the earthly sanctuary were to cease. Dan. 9:25, 27. The remaining three and one half years of this week reached to 34 AD or to the stoning of Stephen, and the great persecution of the church at Jerusalem which followed. Acts 759, 8:1. This marked the close of the 70 weeks, or 490 years, allotted to the Jewish people. But the 70 weeks are a part of the 2300 days, and as they the 70 weeks reached to 34 AD the remaining 1810 years of the 2300 day period must reach to 1844, when the work of judgment, or cleansing of the heavenly sanctuary, was to begin. Ref. 14, 6, 7. Then special light began to shine upon the whole sanctuary subject, and Christ's mediatorial or priestly work in it, for great events, therefore, are located by this great prophetic period, the first advent, the crucifixion, the rejection of the Jewish people as a nation, and the beginning of the work of final judgment, but the angel had been commanded, make this man to understand the vision, and soon after, as recorded in the next chapter, possibly within a year. G. Gabriel appeared to the prophet with the words, O Daniel, I am now come forth to give thee skill and understanding, therefore understand the matter, and consider the vision. Dan. 9 23. Thereupon the angel began to deal with the matter of time in the prophecy, the very feature of the vision of the eighth chapter that he had not yet made Daniel understand, therefore the vision of the 2300 years must be the topic, the starting point first of all. The angel said that a short period was to be cut off from the long period, and allotted to the Jewish people, this short period was to reach to the coming of the promised Messiah and the filling up of the measure of Jerusalem's transgressions. The angel's own words are, 70 weeks 490 days, prophetic time, or 490 literal years are determined cut off, as the word means upon thy people and upon thy holy city, to finish the transgression, and to make an end of sins and to make reconciliation for iniquity, and to bring in everlasting righteousness, and to seal up the vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy. Verse 24. This 490-year period, cut off, was to cover the history of the people of Jerusalem until that city had filled out the measure of its transgression. The only prophetic period from which this 490 years can properly be said to be, cut off, island assuredly. The longer period of 2300 years which stretches far onward to, the time of the end, the 490 years and the 2300 years, then, must begin at the same time, it was the time period that the angel Gabriel was yet to explain, and he begins the explanation by showing that the first 490 years of it would reach to the days of the Messiah, then he gives the event that marks the beginning of the 490 years, which event must necessarily mark the beginning of the 2300 years as well. This is what he was commissioned to make Daniel understand when first the vision of the 2300 years was given. Now he tells him to understand it, know therefore and understand, 
that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem unto the Messiah the prince shall be seven weeks, and threescore and two weeks, the street shall be built again, and the wall, even in troubles times, and after threescore and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off, but not for himself, and the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary, and the end thereof shall be with a flood, and unto the end of the war desolations are determined. Dan. 925. 26. The date of the going forth of the commandment to restore and rebuild Jerusalem is the date, therefore, from which the great prophetic measuring line runs, the first 490 years of it to reach to the time and work of the Messiah, at the first advent, the full 2300 years running on to mark the time when the judgment hour in heaven opens, once the starting point is fixed, all the events of the long period must follow exactly as scheduled in the timetable of divine prophecy date of the commencement to restore Jerusalem there were several commands issued concerning the restoration of Jerusalem after the Babylonish captivity. Cyrus, and Darius, and Artaxerxes Longimanus each issued such a decree, which one answers to the language of the prophecy as, the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem. Illustration, the Jews mourning over the ruins of Jerusalem, I went out by night, and viewed the walls of Jerusalem, which were broken down. Me, to 13. The decree of Artaxerxes was most comprehensive Isra 7, authorizing the full restoration of the civil and religious administration of Jerusalem and Judea, and inspiration specifically sums up all the decrees as completed only in that of Artaxerxes, which thus constituted the commandment, they builded, and finished it, according to the commandment of the God of Israel, and according to the commandment of Cyrus, and Darius, and Artaxerxes king of Persia, Ezra 6.14. Illustration Rebuilding Jerusalem, they builded, and finished it, according to the commandment of the God of Israel, and according to the commandment of Cyrus, and Darius, and Artaxerxes king of Persia, Ezra 6.14, according to this scripture, the full, going forth of the commandment to restore and to build, dates from this decree of Artaxerxes, and this decree went forth, in the seventh year of Artaxerxes the king, Ezra 7 colon 7. What year was the seventh year of Artaxerxes a date so important to fix to a certainty? The great chronological standard for the kings of the ancient empires is the canon, or historical rule, of Ptolemy. Ptolemy was a Greek historian, geographer, and astronomer, who lived in the temple of Serapis, near Alexandria, Egypt. From ancient records he prepared a chronological table of the kings of Babylon, Persia, Greece, and Rome carrying the Roman list to his own time which was the second century after Christ, along with his list of kings and the years of their succession. Ptolemy compiled a record of ancient observations of eclipses, in such and such a year of a king. For instance, on a given day of the month, an eclipse of the sun or moon would be recorded. Astronomers have worked out these observations, and verified them. The learned Dr. William Hale said, to the authenticity of these copies of Ptolemy's canon, The strongest testimony is given by their exact agreement throughout, with above 20 dates and computations of eclipses in Ptolemy's Almagest, Chronology, Volume I, page 166. Thus, says James B. Lindsay, an English chronologist, a foundation is laid for chronology sure as the stars, so the sun and the stars, the divinely appointed timekeepers, bear their witness to the accuracy of the historical record. We thank God for this as we desire to know if we may depend upon Ptolemy's canon to help us fix to a certainty the seventh year of Artaxerxes. According to Ptolemy, Artaxerxes succeeded to the throne in the 284th year of the canon. In modern reckoning, 
This 284th year runs from December 17th, 465 BC to December 17th, 464 BC. The canon does not tell at what part of the year a king succeeded to the throne, it only deals with whole years. The question island to be exact. Did Artaxerxes come to the throne in December, 465 BC or at some time in the year 464 BC? At what season of the year did the king take the throne? Some historians, dealing with the matter roughly, date the succession from the year 465, but in dealing with divine prophecy, we require certainty upon which to base the reckoning of the seventh year of Artaxerxes, from which date the prophetic period runs, and in God's providence we do have certainty, of all the kings of Assyria, Babylon, and Medo-Persia, in Ptolemy's long list, there is but one concerning whose succession the scriptures give us the very time of the year and that one is Artaxerxes, the one case in which we need to know to a certainty the season of the year, in order to fix an important date in prophecy, is the one case in which inspiration gives exactly the particulars, who cannot see the hand of God in this, the combined record of me, 1 colon 1, 2 colon 1 and Ezra 7 colon 7 9, H shows that Artaxerxes came to the throne between the 5th month of the Jewish year and the ninth month, roughly, between August and December, or in the autumn, the Bible gives one part of the record, and Ptolemy's canon gives another part, and by the combined record we know that Artaxerxes came to the throne late in the year 464 BC and thus the seventh year of his reign would be 457 BC. This is the date fixed by other sources of reliable chronology also. Sir Isaac Newton having worked out several lines of evidence from ancient authorities, in each case reaching the year 464 BC as the first of Artaxerxes, which makes the seventh to be 457 BC. In the seventh year of Artaxerxes the commandment went forth to restore and to build Jerusalem, and this event fixes the beginning of the 2300 years, as also of the 490 years cut off from it upon the Jewish people. That year, 457 BC therefore, is a date of profound importance. It stands like the golden milestone in the ancient forum at Rome, from which ran out all the measurements of distance to the ends of the empire, from this date. 457 BC run out the golden threads of time prophecy that touch events in the earthly life and the heavenly ministry of Jesus that are of deepest eternal interest to all mankind today. The ransom paid Lord, I believe thy precious blood, which, at the mercy seat of God, forever doth for sinners plead, can cleanse my guilty soul indeed. Lord, I believe we're sinners more than sands upon the ocean shore. Thou hast for all a ransom paid, for all a full provision made. Nikolaus Zinzendorf. Illustration, the anointing of Jesus at his baptism, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Acts 10.38. See Map. 3.16. Footnotes, G. The dates placed in the margin of the King James Version indicate a period of 15 years between the 8th and 9th chapters of Daniel. This was because in former days it was thought that Belshazzar was the Bible name of Mamonides, the last king of Babylon, who reigned 17 years. In that case, from the third year of his reign, when the prophecy of Daniel 8 was given, to the first year of Darius, who succeeded him, when the angel appeared again to Daniel, would be 15 years, but the unearthing of the buried records of Babylonia during the last half century, reveals the fact that Belshazzar was the son of Mamonides, associated with him on the throne as king for a few years before the fall of Babylon. The third year of his reign may very likely have been the last year, and Darius immediately followed Belshazzar, 
the explanation of the ninth chapter might have been within a few weeks or months following the vision of chapter 8, and probably was. H. These texts show that the king came to the throne in the autumn, so that the actual years of his reign would run from autumn to autumn. Me. 1 colon 1 begins the record, in the month Chislev, in the 20th year. Me. 2 colon 1 continues, it came to pass in the month Nisan, in the 20th year of Artaxerxes. Thus it is plain that in the monthly calendar of the king's actual reign the month Chislev came first in order, and then Nisan. Chislev was the ninth month of the Jewish sacred year, roughly, December. Nisan is the first month, April, and these months, December, April, in that order, came in the first year of the king, of course, the same as in his twentieth year, and in the same year also came the fifth month, August, for Ezra 7 colon 7 9 shows that the first and fifth months in that order also fell in the same year of his reign, then we know of a certainty that his reign began somewhere between August and December, that island in the autumn. The first year of Artaxerxes was from the latter part of 464 BC to the latter part of 463, and the seventh year, as readily counted off, would be from near the end of 458 to near the end of 457. Under the commission to Ezra, the people began to go up to Jerusalem in the spring of that year, 457 BC in the first month, or April, and they came to Jerusalem in the fifth month, August, Ezra 7 colon 8, 9. Ezra and his associates soon thereafter delivered the king's commissions unto the king's lieutenants, and to the governors on the side the river, and they furthered the people, and the house of God, Ezra 836, with this delivery of the commissions to the king's officers, the commandment to restore and to build had, most certainly, fully gone forth, and from this date, 457 BC extends the great prophetic period. The prophecy fulfilled events of the 70 weeks and end of the 2300 years the angel explained to Daniel the events of the 70 weeks allotted to Jerusalem and its people to finish the transgression. 7 weeks and 3 score and 2 weeks 69 weeks of the 70 were to reach to the Messiah. The angel's words were, 70 weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city, to finish the transgression. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem unto the Messiah the prince shall be seven weeks, and three score and two weeks sixty-nine weeks, or four hundred eighty-three days, then, nine twenty-four, twenty-five, the sixty-nine weeks, symbolic time, are four hundred eighty-three years, which were to reach from the commandment to restore and build Jerusalem to Messiah the prince, the time of the Messiah's coming the commandment of Artaxerxes to restore and build Jerusalem as we have seen, went forth in 457 BC reckoning from that date, 483 full years bring us to AD 27, when, according to the prophecy, the Messiah should appear, Messiah means, anointed, the anointing of Jesus, and his manifestation as the anointed one, was at his baptism, Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and, lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove, and lighting upon him, and lo a voice from heaven, saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Matt. 3.16. 17. Thus Jesus was anointed as the Messiah. See Acts 10.38. And John proclaimed, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. John 1.29. When did this baptism and anointing take place? The Gospel of Luke supplies the historical facts for fixing the year, in the fifteenth year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, Pontius Pilate being governor of Judea, etc. Luke 3 colon 13. 
Tiberius followed Augustus, who died in AD 14, but before the latter's death, Tiberius was associated with him on the throne. Some modern historians date this appointment of Tiberius as Caesar from AD 13, but the History of Rome, by Dion Cassius, a Roman senator, born in the 2nd century, shows, under events of AD 12, that Augustus recognized Tiberius as holding the imperial dignity at that time. Book 56, Chap. 26. Again, Dr. Philip Schaff says, there are coins from Antioch in Syria of the date AU 765 AD 12, with the head of Tiberius and the inscription, Kaiser, Sebastos Augustus, History of the Christian Church, Volume I, page 120. Footnote. These coins from Syria bear certain witness that the first year of Tiberius should be counted from AD 12. Therefore, the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar would be AD 27, just 483 years from the going forth of the commandment to restore Jerusalem. The prophecy of the 69 weeks was fulfilled the Messiah had come, confirming the covenant but one week of the 70 remained seven years. Of the Messiah's work during this time the angel said, He shall confirm the covenant with many for one week, and in the midst of the week he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. Dan. 9.27. Christ's death upon the cross made the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. So far as their appointed force was concerned, after three years and a half of ministry, in the midst of the seven-year period, the prophetic week, the Messiah was lifted up on Calvary. For centuries the sure word of prophecy had plonked to the supreme hour in the working out of the plan of salvation. When the time was fulfilled, the promise of God was fulfilled also, and the divine sacrifice was offered. Paschal Lamb, by God appointed, all our sins on thee were laid, my almighty love anointed, thou redemption's price hast paid, all thy people are forgiven through the virtue of thy blood, opened is the gate of heaven, peace is made twixt man and God, with the offering of the great sacrifice, all the typical offerings ceased to have significance, the veil of the temple was rent when the Lamb of God expired upon the cross, signed to all that he had caused, the sacrifice and the oblation to cease, illustration, the crucifixion of Christ, in the midst of the week he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. Dan. 927. The Messiah was to, confirm the covenant with many for one week. Filling out the seventy weeks allotted in God's merciful patience especially to the people of the Jews. Three and a half years of Christ's personal ministry on earth had been devoted to the chosen people. Now, after his ascension, he was still, in the persons of his disciples to press the gospel of the new covenant especially upon the Jewish people, to the Jew first, and, beginning at Jerusalem, illustration, Peter preaching in the house of Cornelius, they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word, Acts 8 4, this last seven year period, beginning in AD 27, ended in AD 34, by that time the opposition of the Jews was becoming exceedingly bitter, as a people they were rejecting again the divine invitation extended by the risen Christ through his witnesses, about AD 34 Stephen was martyred, the same council that, against all evidence, had rejected the Messiah, again rejected the appeal of the Holy Ghost shining visibly on Stephen's countenance, the believers in Jerusalem were driven out by persecution, and, they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word, Acts 8 4, the Gentiles gave heed in Samaria, and the Ethiopian received the gospel on the road to Gaza. The gospel message had fairly passed the boundaries of Jerusalem and was on its way to the uttermost parts of the earth. Though the seventy weeks cut off upon the Jewish people and upon the holy city had ended, 
to the worlds and the gospel of Christ's salvation is for that people as well as for all other nations. The ending of the 2300 years it must not be forgotten that the angel was explaining to Daniel the vision and prophecy of the long prophetic period that was to reach to the cleansing of the sanctuary at the time of the end. These events of the first 70 weeks of that period were to seal up the vision and prophecy. Dan. 924. The shedding of the blood of the divine sacrifice to make reconciliation for iniquity and to bring in everlasting righteousness. Set heaven's seal to the vision. As surely as the great offering had been made, so surely the cleansing of the sanctuary would be accomplished by the ministry of our High Priest in Heaven, and the exact fulfillment of the time schedule for this first portion of the prophetic period, set seal to the declaration that when the full 2300 years should run out, the closing ministry of Christ would surely begin in the heavenly sanctuary. From 457 BC when the commandment of Artaxerxes to restore Jerusalem went forth, the measuring line of the 2300 years reaches to the year A.D. 1844. In that year the time of the prophecy came. Then the cleansing of the sanctuary was to begin. The prophet John, in the Revelation, beheld the opening of this last phase of the ministry of Christ in the most holy place of the temple of God. The temple of God was opened in heaven, he says, and there was seen in his temple the ark of his testament. Ref. 1119. The prophet heard voices saying, The nations were angry and thy wrath is come, and the time of the dead, that they should be judged. Verse 18. Again we must quote Daniel's description of the opening of this ministry in the most holy place of the heavenly temple. He saw thrones of judgment set up. He saw the moving throne of the Almighty, with its wheels of naming glory, take its position for the final work of our high priest in the holy of holies above. I beheld till the thrones were cast down placed, and the Ancient of Days did sit, whose garment was white as snow and the hair of his head like the pure wool, his throne was like the fiery flame, and his wheels as burning fire. A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him, thousand thousands ministered unto him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him, the judgment was set, and the books were opened. Dan. 7 9. 10. This was the scene enacted in the heavenly temple when the year 1844 brought the judgment hour. Then began in heaven the work of the investigative judgment or the cleansing of the heavenly sanctuary, during which the case of every individual will come in review before God. When that work of investigation is finished, the ministry of Christ for sin will end, human probation will close, and our Lord will quickly come as King of kings and Lord of lords, to gather his redeemed, while all sinners will be destroyed by the brightness of his coming. To Thess. 2 8. In the vision of Daniel 8. As the great apostasy was seen warring against God's truth. The question was asked, how long shall be the vision, to give both the sanctuary and the host to be trodden underfoot? The answer was, in effect, in 1844 the cleansing of the sanctuary will begin in heaven, the hour of God's judgment, that will give God's answer to sin and apostasy. We are living in the great and atypical day of atonement, for which all heaven has been waiting. The end is at hand, and while that work is proceeding in heaven above, the Lord proclaims a special message on earth lifting up again truths long trodden underfoot, and calling men to prepare for the coming of the Lord. How shall we stand? For the hour of his judgment is come, the judgment is set, the books have been opened, how shall we stand in that great day when every thought, and word, and action, God, the righteous judge, shall weigh, the work is begun with those who are sleeping, soon will the living here be tried, out of the books of God's remembrance, his decision to abide, Oh how shall we stand that moment of searching?
when all our sins those books reveal, when from that court, each case decided, shall be granted no appeal, illustration, the third angel's message, here is the patience of the saints, here are they that keep the commandments of God, and the faith of Jesus, ref, 1412, illustration, the gospel commission, go ye into all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature, Mark 1615, a worldwide movement foretold in the prophecy of Revelation 14 while the work of the judgment hour, or period, the cleansing of the sanctuary, is proceeding in the heavenly temple above, the Lord sends to the world a special message of preparation for the coming of the Lord, it would not be the divine way to let this solemn judgment in heaven come and herald it to men, Daniel's prophecy had fixed the time of its beginning, and the question asked in the prophet's hearing, how long shall be the vision, to give both the sanctuary and the host to be trodden underfoot, suggested that when the time came, the truths of God that had been trodden underfoot through the ages would be lifted up and proclaimed anew to all the world, with the coming of the judgment hour, in the year 1844, there arose just such a work, a definite gospel movement, that has ever since been carrying the message for the hour to the ends of the earth, the way prepared for the rise of the movement but there was a preliminary work to be done, to prepare the way for the definite advent movement and message, in the days of Israel of old, as the time for the cleansing of the sanctuary drew near, the people were forewarned of the approach of the solemn hour, the day of atonement, the tenth day of the seventh month, was a typical hour of judgment, all the people were to prepare their hearts for that great day, to this end, the Lord appointed the first day of the seventh month the day of sounding of the trumpets, left, 23-24, the silver trumpets, peeling forth on that day, proclaimed to all that the day of atonement was near at hand, when every case would be brought in review before the mercy seat by the ministry of the high priest in the most holy place of the earthly sanctuary, true to the type, as the year 1844 drew near, when the great and atypical day of atonement was to open and the closing work of Christ to begin in the most holy place of the heavenly temple, the trumpet call of the approaching judgment hour was set feeling through all Christendom, Events of the closing years of the 18th century and the early decades of the 19th, had stirred up Bible students to give greater attention to the study of the prophetic scriptures. It was seen that signs of the latter days were appearing, and that every line of historic prophecy wants to the near approach of Christ's second coming. Here and there students of the word saw that the 2300-year period of Dan, 814, as explained in the ninth chapter, would end soon, and some arrived at the correct date and looked to the year 1844 as the time when the judgment hour would come. Witnesses were raised up in Europe and Holland, Germany, Russia, and the Scandinavian countries. Joseph Wolfe, the missionary to the Levant, preached in Greece, Palestine, Turkey, Afghanistan, and other regions the coming of the judgment hour. William Miller and many associates preached the message throughout America, writing in the days just before 1844. Morant Brock a clergyman of the Church of England, said, It is not merely in Great Britain that the expectation of the near return of the Redeemer is entertained, and the voice of warning raised, but also in America, India, and on the continent of Europe, in America, about 300 ministers of the Word are thus preaching this gospel of the kingdom, whilst in this country, about 700 of the Church of England are raising the same cry, Advent tracts, though, 